uh, in the studio one time, one of the players said, oh, I can't see the drummer. I can't see the drummer. I need to see the drummer. I said, well, I said, Ray Charles never sees the drummer. What's your problem? <laughs> said, uh, how about yeah. using your ears? Uh, you, you use your ears to see with, you know, and, and if you're a musician, your ears are much more important than uh, your eyes. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. We have an unbelievable episode today. Ray Benson with the Sleep at the Wheel. That's right, Texas music legend Ray Benson, his band, Asleep at the Wheel. Um, they've got a new album out. It's called Half a Hundred Years because they've been touring for half a century, half a hundred years. That's right. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's 19 tracks, tons of guest appearances. Okay, George Strait, um, Willie Nelson, Bill Kirchin, who we've had on the podcast as well. Just look, tons of people. Okay, just a ton. Um, there's some, you know, re-releases, but also just, you know, songs that didn't make it on other albums, you know, secret tracks, all kinds of different things. 19 tracks, y'all. So we'll put a link in the description. You know, please check out the album, get it. And they're also going on tour, finishing up a tour. They've, they've kind of been touring already. Um, so check out their website, asleepatthewheel.com. We'll put a link in the description as well to uh, check that out. So again, the album is Half a Hundred Years. We have Ray Benson with Asleep at the Wheel to uh, talk about the album how it came together. It's a great interview. Oh, and also just a fun little fact here for the kiddos. Um, this is just a random fact about Asleep at the Wheel, okay? Um, on Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, the video game, that's one of the songs is, is one of theirs, uh, the letter that Johnny Walker read, which is actually one of their t uh, top 10 songs. I think their highest rated song that they've had, charted song. Um, before we get to the interview, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that. And stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. All right, guys, thank you for sticking with us. We'll get right to the interview. Before we do, please check out our social media. We're on Instagram and uh, TikTok and uh, Facebook. Uh, so check us out, Lone Star Plate TX, or just search the Lone Star Plate on all of those and you'll find us. Uh, and also, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and uh, 
hit the notification bell so you can be notified of all the great videos we put out. So we break down the uh, episode into clips. So if you're listening to this and you don't want to listen to the whole thing, go to YouTube and you can watch different clips of the episode. Um, and uh, hit the like button. That helps too. And leave a comment. What's your favorite Ray Benson or Asleep at the Wheel song? All right, let's get to it. Ray Benson with Asleep at the Wheel here to talk about his new album, Half a Hundred Years. Enjoy. I really appreciate you coming on, Ray. This is an absolute honor for us, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we're almost 200 podcasts in, and, and I'm amazed at um, just how lucky I am to get to speak to uh, people like yourself, um, a legend in the Texas music industry. And I, honestly, I'm a little speechless, so I, that's why I made notes. So I made sure my nerves get the best of me. We're going to get through this. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, you have a new album out, right? Uh, Half a hundred years. Um, and this is obviously pretty self-explanatory. You've been touring um, for half a century here, right? Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, yeah, so you decided to put out this album. And um, was this always the plan even before the pandemic? I know the pandemic had a lot to do with, you know, how you recorded it. But, uh, you know, how did that come about exactly? Well, yeah, we, we were supposed to do this on uh, March of 2020. And uh, March the 7th, it all just went, went away. And so, um, yeah, so we didn't know what to do. So I sat around, then I got sick. And so that took up uh, a better part of March, April. And uh, then the pandemic was in full swing and everything was closed and the band was just, uh, you know, uh, spread out all over the, all over the place. And um, so it wasn't until a little bit later that we started uh, recording here at the house. I have the studio here, it's upstairs, downstairs, separate rooms so people could be isolated and still record. And then, uh, Finally, in 2021, we started putting the album in the tour together you know, and said, well, we were supposed to do this a year ago. <laughs> so fine, we'll just pick up where he left off with the uh, limitations of the pandemic being that no, they were not going to come down here as we had planned and we would do it remotely from Australia, California, Vermont, Nashville, uh, oh, wow. Rome, Italy, et cetera. Wow. And um, so after we figured out the technical um, problems that had to be, uh, you know, overcome to allow the people who were in different cities to sit in on the uh, recording sessions of the basics before they did their parts. And after we figured that out, we just uh, went full speed ahead. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. I mean, you just persevered through it. Is that probably one of the toughest things you've had to go through recording an album throughout your career? Cause you've had you know, quite the career. So you've recorded so many albums. Is that one of the toughest things to get it done? I guess like with the pandemic, it was that, you know, I can't imagine well, yeah. a, a yeah, tougher because, scenario. You know, well, we had the recording part of it. We had to make sure people were uh, safe and, um, and, uh, and uh, happy with the, the way that we were recording. Uh, for instance, the drummer, said look i can't be in a room with a bunch of people and said no problem your room is downstairs to the right and you have a separate yeah. entrance so no problem yeah and then the people from uh you know 
California, Australia, et cetera. Wow. We just hooked them up in real time and started working on the songs that we had picked. And they said, no, no, that's a little too high. Could you lower the key, you know, or uh, I was thinking of a different groove. So anyway, we're, you know, it was, it was uh, uh, really was just different, but, but certainly workable. Sure. Absolutely. So I, I guess that's a good, I was going to ask if you felt like it, it affected the creative process, but it doesn't sound like it, it sounded like you guys just worked through it. Yeah. Yeah. The people, uh, and, and I have, I have said this for many years uh, about uh, in the studio one time, one of the players said, Oh, I can't see the drummer. I can't see the drummer. I need to see the drummer. I said, well, I said, Ray Charles never sees the drummer. What's your problem? <laughs> Said, uh, how about yeah. using your ears to uh, use your ears to see with you know and, and if you're a musician your ears are much more important than uh, your eyes wow that's a you know very well said absolutely um you know i just uh watched um the get back documentary uh that's on disney plus right now with the beatles um have you had a chance to to see that yourself just pieces of it. It's brilliant. And, uh, of course they were brilliant. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's the, I think the, the parts that I've seen show the, you know, the, um, how hard it is to have a band uh, with strong <laughs> yeah. personalities, you know, you have these strong sure. personalities and you got, you know, opinions and, uh, whatnot. And it was certainly the case with the sleep at the wheel, you know, the deal we made when we started the band was that I'd be the band leader, but that doesn't mean anything except for in case of ties, I get to cast a vote, you know? Um, and that seemed to work, but even that, um, you know, people, people have opinions. And, you know, sure. So anyway, uh, uh, but that's part of the magic of a band. So, you know, uh, if it was, <laughs> as I say, if it was easy, there wouldn't be no truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Yeah, I mean that's basically what I was going to ask is how how you know how much of that you could relate to and you know that sort of songwriting process where everybody's there and just kind of you know just letting the song sort of come out and going back and forth and of course George leaves the band in that documentary spoiler alert for those who who haven't seen that uh I should have said that beforehand. Um I guess that's no spoiler if you know the history of it, but it, they also made it seem like, well, that just how serious is that? Cause it seemed like, well, just people do that during the process. They come back, you know, is that sort of how it goes a lot of times when we record just, is it just passions, emotions are high or. Well, the Beatles are an exception. So, uh, you know, in our case, uh, it's a question whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. That's all. Yeah. It's not, yeah. uh, you know, those guys, no, that was, you know, most successful band in the history of music no there's gonna be <laughs> they, they had no more you know there are financial concerns they had no financial concerns they were set um other other uh, people you know we work on a salary basis and, and you know that enters into it so you, you sure can't second That's of all we point. don't uh, we don't write together everybody writes separately or sometimes we co-write but not within the structure when we go in the studio to record we have the songs ready to record it's the arrangements and the things that we have to hash out i gotcha so you don't typically write lyrics with somebody else you like to do that more personally by yourself. no I, it just depends no i co-write yeah. with lots of people but it just yeah. depends uh, 
the situation that I watched on the Beatles thing was on Get Back. You could see Paul McCartney writing the song yeah. as, as they went along. Um, yeah. you know, and that that's what the luxury of, of having a, uh, that's a luxury. Uh, in, in our case, we, we, we don't have the luxury of, of, of that. We want to get in the studio, have them chill, and then become the creative thing of how it's I arranged, see. how it's recorded, how it's sung. You know. Wow. I never thought of it that way. I, I never looked yeah. at it from that angle. Um, oh, keys are hanging by the door. <laughs> uh, no, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and I also noticed just like everyone was chiming in about this, and it just seemed like anybody and everybody. And I thought, wow, that's such a unique, uh, you know, way way to write a song. Um, with these, uh, you know, with this album that you put out, some of these were re-releases and whatnot. Did you feel the need to make any sort of tweaks? stuff you hadn't done in the past to song you know like george lucas going back and changing star wars sort of thing like no the only two we just had two uh what is it two three cuts on there they were from the archives and no they were no they were fabulous <laughs> they're amazing i mean absolutely it's a it's a were there any songs because uh, it's 19 tracks right uh were there any that didn't make the cut Lots of them, yeah. Lots, lots. You know, that I got a whole, to uh, you know, hold another album in the can of of, of the current band. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that we oh, were recording wow. anyway. So yeah, some of them are finished. Some of them are, are half done. Some of them are almost done. So there oh, are a lot amazing. of things, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, the idea of this fiftieth album was to showcase the contemporary a band doing the classic material of the band and the uh, the former band members doing new material or material that they hadn't uh, done on previous albums in other words so i did uh you know i wrote two songs half hundred years and there you go again and uh, leroy wrote the three songs one of them we had recorded in 1975 but it never made it on the album so, but we re-recorded it. So that oh, was wow. the concept and we stuck to it. That's awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Um, no, uh, unbelievable. Um, I noticed you had, uh, Bill Kirchin on one of the songs as well. I had the pleasure of interviewing him as well. He, he's absolutely great. Um, I, you had a lot of guest appearances, uh, on this album. I, I know there's probably just so many to mention, but were there any, you wanted to specifically talk about or i don't know anyone in well kirchin you know i knew bill uh, i was in college when i met bill kirchin and he stayed at oh, my wow. and taught me my first you know uh some of my first uh important guitar you know licks and um and then he came up to west virginia to our farm which very few people did you know this is 1970 and uh just great friends and not only that it's a song he wrote with dan hicks who was also a great friend of mine and um so again the whole idea was to to somehow uh, pay tribute to the 50 years and so bill being such an important part uh, of our uh, musical life and then dan hicks also that made perfect sense the appearances yeah we had george Strait came and sang take me back to tulsa along with willie nelson and Take Me Back to Tulsa was my first uh, single. In fact, I think, yeah, it was our first single on the first record. And George, when George uh, 
started his first band, um, he he didn't have a fiddle player, and he hired two of my ex fiddle players, uh, Richard and and uh, Bill, both who have passed away since, and they did take me back to Tulsa in the original in their original George Strait band. So when I called George up, I said, "Hey, would you do that?" He said, "Absolutely," because again, <laughs> you know that uh, when when he started his band, we were having big hit records. And also George and Asleep at the Wheel are the, are the two really, uh, at that time, young uh, bands that, that uh, championed Bob Will's music in the contemporary vein. So George sang on it and that was really cool. And of course, Willie. And then the other Willie Nelson things, so there was one 1981 or two and we didn't have a record deal from about 82 to 86. And Willie had a studio and he would just say, come on and record when I'm on the road, just come on and record and I'll sing on anything you want. So uh, I wrote this song called The, War the Road Will Hold Me Tonight. And Emma Lou Harris was an old friend of mine. She was in town, so we, we recorded it. Well, that was in 82 and, and, and things were just like I say, disco had killed us and there was country music was not uh, uh, happy with us and <laughs> so we worked plenty but we didn't have record deals so that thing got lost and, and it's an incredible piece i feel and not only that historical piece johnny gimbal's on it so we put that on now i wanted to remix that because that wasn't a final mix it was a mix but it wasn't the final final mix we never got to do the final mix yeah but when we went to the multi-track it was in a format that we couldn't find uh, and that's something that's very uh, germane to all music things the different format it had dbx noise suppression for multi-tracks which is very uh, doesn't exist anymore and to find one we couldn't find one to decode it oh, but wow you know on the other hand it was also a moment in time that, that is greatly preserved Sure. The other, the other one is the uh, Spanish two-step, which is um, uh, 1975, I think, maybe 74 or five, and we recorded with a 16-piece band. And there's two of the ex-Texas Playboys: Jesse Ashlock, Bob Will's original fiddle player, Johnny oh. Gimbel, his greatest fiddle player, and a 14-piece band with uh, uh, Billy Briggs, who was also in the Texas Playboys on sax, and Bobby Womack, a one-arm trumpet player from wow. the Western swing days. Yeah. And that was done two track, no EQ, no reverb, nothing, no, nothing. Just, we set up a bunch of microphones, 16 piece band playing an old Bob Wills instrumental. So wow. we included that. And then the last one wow. is, oh, from the Willie and the Wheel outtakes, which was an album of Asleep at the Wheel with Willie Nelson. And we had uh, one of the tracks that did not make it. Um, which was a Tommy Dorsey song, Marie. And so uh, it was a duet with me and Willie and I just couldn't leave that one in the archives. Oh man. Wow. That's amazing. Oh man. That's amazing. So you're, uh, you're, you're out uh, going to do tour, right? You're out touring to promote some of these songs as well. Right. Uh, at this point. Yeah. I'll leave tomorrow uh, for uh, Wisconsin and the Midwest and Oklahoma and Texas. And then we'll call it, and then in October, we, you know, the California, Arizona, New Mexico, Philadelphia, we did the Kennedy Center in DC uh, for the uh, 
mountain stage show, wow. uh, the radio show from West Virginia. And uh, yeah, we toured the, toured the whole country and then had a big show here in Austin. And George Strait showed up and came and sang with us uh, <laughs> at the, in Austin at their big show. That was very, very nice of him. And then Cat Edmondson, another great singer. Yeah, uh, Cat, I've interviewed Cat. Yeah, Cat came and sang with us. Uh, oh, wow. She's amazing. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. I've known her from the early days of her singing it in little places in Austin. So anyway, awesome. it's been a great celebration of 50 years. Uh, we survived the pandemic so far and um, we're all vaccinated. And that's the other thing that we had the entire crew. We did an entire tour of 30 days. We had, we, had, we followed all the protocols and no one got uh, sick. So that's that amazing. was, uh, that was a, another Plus to it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Of course. That's a bonus for sure. Was that the longest you've been without uh playing live? Was stopping for the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Oh man. So you must be excited to be back on the road and of course doing it safely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the that was the uh, caveat. It had to be safe, uh, or we sure. couldn't get folks on to, to do it. Sure. And yeah. And uh we also before that uh before we started recording this, I recorded a song called uh, We'll Be Together in Better Times and did a video, me and Katie and uh, Ginny Mack, uh, an accordion player from Fort Worth. And so we put that out at the time when we all thought, okay, the, the, the pandemic's about to end. We're all going to be fine. We've got the vaccination <laughs> coming yeah. and we'll be together in better times. Well, it's still relevant now and it's on YouTube and everything. And, uh, I think people start uh, maybe listening to it again, again. Absolutely. Well, we're going to obviously put links to uh, to all of this stuff, you know, to get the album uh, to that video as well, and to some other videos that that I saw of you uh, playing. That I, I just couldn't. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of you, Ray. Like I'm not going to lie. I watched so many videos, so many wonderful performances. Um, watched just like a progressive you know just through the decades of your songs and you performing them and even just noticing how the crowds were just so different back in the day compared to now how would you compare the way crowds have changed do you think um, or does it just seem the same to you oh no no uh, well as far as the way they react to us having uh when we started out, people had no idea what we were doing. First of all, we were long-haired uh, baby boomer kids, and we were playing <laughs> country music instead of rock and roll. Yeah. And then second of all, we were also playing Western Swing, which was uh, nobody understood what that was. Um, some of the comments in the early 70s were, uh, this is a jazz band trying to cash in on the country craze, you know. So, <laughs> uh, a fine compliment, but certainly not true. Sure. And, um, you know, it's just um, now they under they, they, Bob Wills. Who's Bob Wills? Now people are starting to know who Bob Wills was and his importance in American and uh, Americana uh, uh, music. You know, And um, so anyway, that's that's the biggest difference. And then for us, obviously, you know, you you, you, you do 30 albums or I don't know how many albums we got, but uh, you do a bunch of that and people. Um, people understand what it is they're going to see when, when they go to see you. When it started out, Asleep at the Wheel was a name, well, that must be a rock band. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're forging a new path. Uh, that takes time. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I saw a performance um, that Gary uh, Nunn did with y'all. Um, and I know he worked a lot with y'all. I had the pleasure of uh, speaking with him as well. It's w one of my favorite um, interviews I've done, to be honest with you, uh, with Gary. Um, you know, I was thinking, um, Ray, you, you've had such a wonderful, long, lustrous career, award-winning, you know, all these different things. Um, but I often wonder, uh, you know, when you look back at all of it, is there one thing in particular that stands out that just made you glad you got in the business? You know, just thinking, man, I'm just so glad this is what I decided to do with my life. I know that's yeah, tough. Yeah, when, uh, you know, uh, anytime I got to collaborate with folks that I, are my heroes, you know, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Weldon Jennings, uh, Merle Haggard, uh, et cetera, you know, Cat Edmondson. That's always, that's always the one where I go, wow, it's I'm privileged to get to work with these people. That's amazing. And I'm sure vice versa, uh, as well. Um, wow. That's amazing. Um, well, Ray, this is, uh, you know, quite an album. I'm, I'm super excited for you obviously. And, you know, we'll, we'll put all the link to, you know, for people to get the album and purchase it and check out your tour as well. Uh, all of that stuff. Was there anything that I didn't, um, mention that, you know, you, you wanted to shout out or talk about, I, I don't want to leave anything out. No, just if they enjoy it every, every week on Sirius XM Willie's Roadhouse, I do a one hour radio show where I play an eclectic, uh, uh, mix of music and it's called the Austin Outer Limits uh, radio show on Willie's Roadhouse on Sirius XM. I do that. It's on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. So if you've got Sirius XM, uh, it's really quite a, a, a fun one hour of listening. Other than that, we'll be out on the road and see you out there. That's awesome. Thank you again, Ray, uh, so much for your time. I know you're so busy. Uh, good luck on the tour. Thank you again. All right. Appreciate it. Bye now. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevena Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovich. Thumbnail designer, Marco Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez, Designing Image Quotes, Jay Apuya. Social Media Videos, Labri Fernandez. Outreach Support, Yonet Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>